This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. It's always exciting talking about a content on AMI Audio, AMI TV, especially if you're you yourself are interested in it. Right? There's an audio drama that we're going to chat about on Monday with the writer, with the author of the uh, drama, and it's going to be fun. It's called The Departure Train. You may have checked out some of the promos on our social and on YouTube, but it's a good one. I would really, really join that conversation if I were you because it's going to be a fun one and there's so much to dissect with the kind of story that the departure train is. So looking forward to that on Monday, but right now it's Friday. We're going into the weekend with me, Ramia Amuthan, and Danielle McLaughlin on Kelly and Company. On the chatty bookshelf, we talk all things audiobooks with Ryan Hui. Who knew an entire library could fit inside your pocket? My name is Ryan Hui, this is The Chatty Bookshelf, and we talk all things audiobooks. Hello, Ryan, how are you? Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. It's getting a little bit cold outside, so perfect time to cuddle up with a great book, whether it's an audiobook, print book, or ebook. Just I a little? I could not agree cold? more. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't Freezing. have to be very cold. <laughs> you know, a a nice warm early. pair of socks and a book. What more could a person want? Yeah. <laughs> a blanket. So what do you nice have com- for nice us Nice warm today. blanket. Yeah, this is interesting. Well, so I just wanted to bring this up. I know it might seem early to some, but a lot of our publisher friends have uh, put out on their social media, uh, HarperCollins, Caliber, um, and a few others. They have audio greeting cards for Christmas, but they are almost sold out. So guys, if you're the type to send Christmas cards, maybe they're, you want to do something a little different, send the audio ones this year. Um, check into it at all of their websites and uh, grab what you can because they're selling out fast and it's only, what, mid-October. So um, check it out if that's your thing, guys, because uh, they've all been uh, really great so far. I've heard one from HarperCollins, and it's they're pretty cool. So uh, if you want to, go and check them out, but you don't have too much time, so do it before it's too late. I've never heard of audio greeting cards. What, do they sing to you? What do they do? <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's kind of like um, if I sent you one, it would come through an email and there would be a file attached and it's like, click here to hear your audio um, greeting. And it, so most are standard, so it'll be like, hey, season's greeting, and it sort of reads as if you would get a print card. Hey, uh, Merry That's Christmas lovely. or Happy Holidays off the front, and then it would read you a message oh. in the back. And then if I'm the sender, I can choose to sign in a, in a way where it would be like, oh, uh, best of luck, all the best in 2023, love Ryan, or, you know, that sort of thing, right? I can, and it would read that out to you as well. Uh, in a human voice, I'm right? Yes, yes, they're all done in okay, human good. voices. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't That's, love uh, a good human being? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really great. I never, I've, I hadn't learned about those. Thank you for telling me. That's really nice. No problem. So- and then... <laughs> Very exciting news here. This is really cool. So I always love to talk about new and innovative books, and this one doesn't disappoint. Uh, It came out just on Tuesday. There's those that love to hate the full cast production, so there's a lot of this one rocks and this one 
isn't so good, but uh, it's a really innovative audiobook. The way it's written and the full cast production sort of lends it just a little bit more uh, oomph, if you will, and pizzazz, but it's a really cool one and it's shooting up the charts everywhere. And what is that? Yeah. It's actually by a pretty famous author so people are rejoicing it's called the method by james patterson so he needs no introduction he has tons of new york times bestsellers um but what is really cool about this is the story itself now obviously it's a full cast production and it's not read where ryan reads one chapter then the next reader reads another one it's done almost in a play style setting so Mm. in the middle of chapters you get the different voices uh coming in and chirping in when it's uh you know maybe this character or that character But the synopsis of the story, and guys, this is really cool. So true crime and and crime stuff is kind of in. So there's a a down on his luck actor who's kind of washed up, about to lose his apartment and everything, and he finds this class, and it's called The Method. And in this class, he learns how to become one with the roles he's playing, which is pretty cool. So he takes this class, and he gets he lands the lead role on a new kind of crime TV show, but he's playing a serial killer. And the lines start to blur as to what he should be doing in life and what he wants to do as the person he's acting and whether real life is the acting life and vice versa. So you can kind of see where this is going. And there's a lot of different voices coming and going. um, But it's got vibes of creepy, vibes of, you know, just a little bit strange and a whole lot of fun. And that's kind of what we want in October, right? Given the season. Yeah. Is, is it based on method acting? Like it was actually taught in New York by, you know, the, like the Stanislavski school and, and, and others. Is, is that what it's based on? Do you know? So, yeah, a little. I, yes, I would say a little bit, but it's more so there's a lot of fiction, right? There's a lot of speculative in yeah. there, but there's a lot of um, it, it's, it's really it, it's a it's a heavy hitter. It's going to be a blockbuster. Right. And, and it's soaring up the charts um, and it's creepy in its own right. And because it's so creepy. Uh, any guesses on who the lead voice might be for this actor? It is a male, mm. uh, and he's pretty well known. I don't know. It could be no, anybody. If it's <laughs> creepy, yeah. It's Ooh. Mr. Creepy voice himself, Zachary Quinto, uh, best known for his <laughs> role as Skyler in... Uh, in Heroes, uh, and obviously he was the villain in Heroes, and uh, he does a marvelous job. It's unbelievable the way he can make his voice sound and just the so much added value to the entire book just based on the narration of the parts where he's narrating and then the parts where he's speaking. It's it's really great, um, and that's kind of what kills it, no pun intended. Um, it's, it's a really <laughs> great book, and it's smashing its way up charts. Uh, it's uh, Last I checked was last night, and it was already at number three. Oh, wow. That's very cool. So uh, can you tell us a bit uh, more about the uh, the what's happening in the story or are you going to keep it all quiet? You know what? I always get the book ourselves. I almost feel like I gave away too much already, but I think oh, really? um, one big thing is, you know what, the, the voices really lend uh, lend sort of to the reading and to the listening, right? So you'll hear, and it sort of surprised me because I wasn't expecting it to be read as sort of a play. Uh, but when it started to do that, I'm like, oh, this is great. But then I guess I can tell you guys that voices tend to go missing in this story, uh, uh, which kind of okay. is a little creepy, but also a little awesome and it sort of makes you like oh my goodness what happens next what happens next right and traditionally i'm not sort of a 
horror or scary book kind of guy. And this one is kind of borderline between suspense and horror, but I really enjoyed the way that it kind of blended the two together where it was, there was stuff, you know, plots of like the scary and the horror, but also a lot of suspense, but um, it does warn and uh, rightfully so that there are some uh, pretty gruesome de depictions. So it might not be the, for the faint of heart. And uh, there's some mature themes throughout the, the entire novel um, or the entire audiobook kind of thing. But uh, it, it, uh, it, it, was really a kind of an awesome book and I really, really loved it. I got about an hour to go. Uh, so I think I know well, what's going to happen. You haven't finished but it yet? No. Yeah, how long I is the book? I know, uh, it's about 12 hours. So it's a little bit longer, but that's really cool. It doesn't seem like a 12 hour read uh, with all the voices that are coming at you. You say it, that it, about every 12 hour read. Come on. <laughs> well, that's, that's, you know what? Anything <laughs> from about nine to 14 hours is kind of where I, I, I stick my yeah. nose into. Right. But then there's the short ones where you can like, oh, I'm going to bang this out in a day. But uh, for the most part, I, that's kind of where I stay. And I, I really, really enjoyed this one so up to this part. And like I said, I got about an hour left, but uh, I think I know what's going to happen. So unless uh, Mr. Patterson tosses another curveball at me, I think mm. I know where this is going and the ending is going to be fantastic. This is fun. I don't Do know. You... He, he's been known to throw a few. Uh, yeah. A, yes. A, a few curveballs, shall we say. So, you you know, right. you might find in it the last hour of the book, Daniel. Right. Yeah. Well, see, there's been a few already, and that's, I'm like, okay, I'm like, how many can there actually be? Uh, you know, is he using up all his great ideas in this one book, or is it, you know, is he just an endless pit uh -huh. of ideas? I'm not sure. So I, I think, think that. It's the latter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? You might be right, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Now, now I'm kind of curious if I listen to the rest tonight, is he, is he just going to toss. You know, is he going to blow my mind again? Because there's a couple of times in the story where I'm like, oh, my goodness, I didn't even see that coming. So it's uh, it's, it's a really great listen. I'm I'm just loving this one so far. And the fact that it's Zachary Quinto is, uh, it, you know what? I, I was like, yeah, this might be the right voice. This might not be the right voice, but definitely the right choice. And there's a few other people that have been on some Netflix series in the um, as narrators, but they have sort of a short stint or they have uh, scattered parts. That's not so much like a Zachary Kinto that is, you know, almost in every chapter, or I guess he so, would be in every chapter. Okay. Short stints on, in the actual book, not like their roles on Netflix shows, but you're saying this because we might hear familiar voices from other places. Yes, there was a couple that nice. I recognized right away, um, and I'm not going to give those away because the, the, they they sort of lend some comic relief. There's there's he, James Patterson does a really good job of blending in a little bit of humor, with just when you think the book is kind of at its darkest point, right? So uh, there there's times where you're like, I might need to walk away, and then all of a sudden there's a, a one liner in there that'll just have you cracking up a little bit, and I, I really enjoy how they mix that in. Yeah, well, I mean, when so you talk about the full cast you know it's sort of written like a play or, or sorry presented like a play i'm curious was it written like a play oh, i'm gonna bring harry potter reference in so roll your eyes now the <laughs> cursed child is written like a play so when it's performed like a play it's not necessarily you know out of the blue um but with this one you know, is it written first person in the perspective of uh, the protagonist or like, is there a lot of room for that to be an organic way that they've developed it? So to the best of my knowledge, I don't think it's written like a play. I think it's more of that first person, but there are times where it kind of shifts a little bit. And I think that's why it surprised me when I heard that second voice come in all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this is, this is really cool. Like, did I buy a 
a weird version or is this this is a mistake did it skip ahead kind of thing but uh when i look at the listing for the full cast there are 12 voices so i don't know um mm. because it does say and all at the end so i'm like hmm does that mean there's more or is this uh, a 12 voice kind of thing which is still a lot right you get those books where um you know it's neil gaiman and he has like 25 voices in them but it's more like every chapter has its own voice this one's more like you know ryan's talking and all, all of a sudden ramya has a line uh so i don't know that it's written so much like a play but it it very well could be that would that would be something i'd like to see is the print version of it to see how it's kind of written but to the best of my knowledge i would say that this is written more like an audiobook just I guess they're mixing in, you know, um, here and there that when others have lines, right? They're like, oh, this is Sandra's line or this is, you know, uh, Marisa's line kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing when I see and like when I've experienced um, some of these Audible originals and how they go about doing things. Uh, You know, they don't always stick to the way that you assume something should be done, right? Or the way that you would have preferred it. There is a bit of trust that when Audible puts something out, if you're a fan of Audible, that you'll check it out and hopefully love it. Now, obviously, when you put James Patterson in the picture, like (laughs) if you're a fan, you're going for it. Um, But, you know, with so much of Audible production, they, they experiment. They experiment, they add just little flourishes here and there sometimes, and other times they just go all out. Um, But most of the times, I think that if you like Audible, if you already have a trusted relationship with them, then you can go for it. And it's very artistic, the way that they produce. No, and usually you're absolutely right. They usually hit it out of the park with all these crazy ideas because usually it's those ones that kind of work out the best, right? It's kind of a new and innovative thing. And this one is an Audible original, but it's already kind of been shifted into talking to release it into other platforms, whether it's the Google Play or the um, Apple Books, that sort of thing. So they're getting some really good feedback and it only came out uh, last week. So uh, it's, it's obviously doing very well for itself. So where do we pick this book up? Right now, uh, you have to be an Audible member, and that would be audible.com or uh, actually any place but audible.ca, if I'm being honest. I think you can get it on audible.ca, but it's not included in the um, sort of the Audible Originals section. It's uh, in a different section. So I think you might have to do some deep dive searching. It's called The Method by James Patterson, but um, it's pretty much available everywhere on Audible. Thank you so much, Ryan. This is a something I think a lot of people will be looking forward to. Have a happy weekend. Have a great weekend and keep listening, everybody. Take care. Ryan Huey joins us every Friday to talk audiobooks on the Chatty Bookshelf. After the break, we're going to reflect on conversations from the past week that we've had here on Kelly and Company on Cut for Time. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.